13 through 14. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Bishop, would you pray over the word? In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your presence that we feel. We thank you for the man of God that's going to deliver the counsel of God. I'm asking God not only for the man of God that's before you, but the three that's coming behind him. I'm asking, oh God, that the spirit will allow the word to go forth in power, in liberty, demonstration, and manifestation. God, I'm asking God if there's any hindrance, Lord, that you would rebuke that hindrance. And I'm asking God, let the word that come from this man of God's mouth, let it fall on good ground. Let it prosper in this place where it's sent. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I was not a nervous wreck until maybe about 20 minutes ago when my notes almost didn't print out. And now I'm just feeling it. Um, but I am nervous, but I believe the Lord has a word. I'm going to preach from this passage, and the title is going to be Sealed with the Holy Spirit. Paul is writing this letter to the Ephesians, and he uses two words. And I want to pull these two words out of the Greek because he uses them some other place, and we're going to go there in a moment, but... He seems to be fond of using these two words together when he's talking about the Holy Spirit. The first word is sphrate, I'm, I'm not even going to try it. It's S-P-H-R-A-G-I-Z-O, that. And it's the word for sealed. It means to stamp with a signet or private mark for security or preservation, to seal, to keep secret. Properly, it means to seal with a signet ring or other instrument to stamp, to attest ownership, authorizing, validating that which is sealed, to attest ownership. It signifies ownership, the full security guaranteed by the backing or full authority of the owner. Sealing in the ancient world served as a legal signature, which guaranteed the promise of what was sealed. So when we, he says that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, what he is saying is that you have received a signet. You have received something, an item, that is showing you that you belong to God, that nobody can take you out of his hand. 
it is a guarantee of his ownership. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, he validated you. And I don't care what the enemy says. Nobody can devalue you. No one can take away that validation. God has put his stamp of approval on you if he filled you with the Holy Ghost. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you did before you spoke in tongues. He who is in Christ is a new creature. All things have passed away. He has validated you. He has ownership of you. Sister Kelsey Garza preached on the blood. She preached on Jesus' sacrifice. And since she preached, I've been thinking about the sacrifice. I've been thinking about that blood that he shed on Calvary. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter number 20, verse number 28, that God purchased his church with his own blood. That which he spent to purchase us was his own blood. He didn't give money. He didn't give finances. He didn't give silver and gold. He didn't give anything else he said I'll wrap myself in flesh and I'll go where I don't have to go and I'll go to the cross and die on the cross so that I can call them my own I'm thankful that he can call me his own. I'm thankful that he purchased me. I'm thankful that he redeemed me. And if he doesn't do anything else, from this point on, I'm just thankful that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And if he owns me, cancer doesn't own me. If he owns me, diabetes does not own me. If he owns me, depression does not own me. If he owns me, poverty does not own me. Poverty doesn't have the final say. The economy doesn't have the final say. I belong to God. You may be seated. My hands belong to God. My feet belong to God. And I don't want to just do anything with my hands and my feet. I want to do the will of the God who bought me. I want to do the will of the God who saved me. And people say, why are you in that church? Why are you always going to church? Why are you always obeying what the man of God said? Why are you always doing these things? And, and, and the reality of the situation is God doesn't have a gun up to my head. I'm doing it because I'm thankful. I'm here because I'm thankful. I lift my hands because I'm thankful. Nobody has to force me to do it. I'll give him praise because I'm thankful. It has nothing to do with the external situation. It has nothing to do what's going on what's going on on the outside but I worship him because of who he is I praise him because he saved me I lift him up he may be seated I I'm so thankful because he didn't have to do it 
when I was deep in my sin, he saw me, the Bible said, polluted in my own blood. He looked at me and he said, live. He saw me in my undone condition and he reached down in the miry clay and he picked me up. He didn't have to do it. He probably shouldn't have done it, but he did it anyway. He saved me when I didn't deserve to be saved. He brought me out when I didn't deserve it. He blessed me when I didn't deserve it. I didn't do anything to be saved. He did it, and it was because of his love, his mercy, his kindness. I can't look at my past record and say that I'm saved because I did everything I was supposed to do or say that I'm in this position because I did everything that I'm supposed to do. It's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness. Mine is filthy rags. His is glorious. He is my righteousness. He is my rock. And the other word, why don't we just thank him for his salvation for just a moment? We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We can lay no claim to it outside of his cross. Whew. second word you may be seated in the Greek I know how to pronounce this one it's Araban Araban it is a Greek word with a specific meaning it is a first installment a deposit a pledge a down payment a payment which obligates or follows the contracting party to make further payments. It is a down payment on a promise that I'm going to give you this, and the word that is translated from Arabon is guarantee in verse number 14. He says there's a guarantee. There's a down payment. God has placed a down payment on something. He has given us a foretaste of what is to come. So when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we're receiving a down payment. And it is a down payment that is promising that there are future payments to come. 
So every promise that God gave you, including the ultimate promise that God is going to take us all the way home, that is that started from a down payment that happens when we first receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we first receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we're receiving a foretaste of what we're going to receive in heaven. So what we are doing down here, when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and we speak in tongues, we are reminding ourselves of the promise that God is going to do everything that he said he would do. Jude said, building yourselves up, praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't understand folks who say, I don't want to speak in tongues again. I've done it once. I'm good. No, you ought to speak in tongues every chance you get. Every time the Lord will allow you and come on you to move to speak in tongues. That speaking in tongues is not in vain. That speaking in tongues is building you up in the spirit. It's God saying to the enemy, they might be going through something right now, but they still belong to me. They might be struggling right now, but they still belong to me. They might be sick in their body, but they still belong to me me and I tell you what I'll speak in the spirit when I'm sick in my body I'll speak in the spirit when I'm going through I'll speak in the spirit when I don't know what to do and where to go why because I'm letting the enemy know I still belong to God you can't do anything that God doesn't allow you to do I'm owned by him And when you speak in tongues, the spirit world packs up. When you speak in tongues, you're speaking mysteries. You don't know what you're saying, but the devil can hear you. You don't know what you're saying, but God can hear you. You don't know what you're saying, but the spirit world knows that's a child of God. And I came... For somebody here, if you don't have that promise, if you don't have that seal, you can have that promise and you can have that seal. You can have it tonight. You can get it tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can get it tonight. He's here right now. All you have to do is lift up your hands and repent of your sins and say, God, I'm sorry. And then ask him to fill you up and begin to praise him, worship him. And when you praise him, he'll change your language. And after he changes your language, he'll change your mind. After he changes your language, he'll change your heart. After he changes your language... He's in this place. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel his comfort. He's a great comforter. The Bible says, Jesus told his disciples, you're not going to have to walk this walk by yourself. You may have to go through some things, but I'll be right there with you. I'll send the comforter in my name, and you will be comforted. You'll have somebody with you to walk through the trials of life. He never promised us we'd never go through anything, but he promised us.
us that in the midst of it, I'll be there. I'm done, but can we just let the comfort of the Holy Ghost rest in this place? Can we just let him rest in this place for just a moment? Oh, he's with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands to the Lord. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need him. You need him. Every one of us needs him. I need him. I can't live this life without him. God bless you, saints.